these crystals, mm -hmm. I've been studying them and casting magic spells on them. I don't, how can I say this? These are pure magic, which I think I, I might have mentioned to you before. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are practically limitless. We could take this energy and infuse it into someone to grant them extraordinary power. We could take this energy and create <clears throat> any object your mind could think of, I think. It is pure creation. The power in these crystals, I think, is almost beyond my understanding. But we could do, or I should say anyone could do something with these that boggles the mind. And I don't know how we should feel about that. And how many of these do you have? It appears that I have five, and there's five of us. So I don't know if that's your sister god, sister, silent sister, mm -hmm. twilight sister. Sorry, normally I know her name. I just, I'm so befuddled by this, this magic. And I could. It's, oh, oh, it's twi twilight sister. Twilight, twilight sister. Yes, yes, yes. But what do you think of that? Well, part of me, the uh, nine intelligence goes, let's see what happens when you put it in me. I already got other crystals growing out of me. I think if you're willing to try, we could try that. I would not give them to Glint Scale, I guess, is where mm -hmm. I'm going with this. This is like, if you were to create a world out of pure essence, speak your will and the world is created. I mean, this is, this is the will. This is the purest form of energy that there is before it's hammered into this is going to be light and this is going to be matter and this is going to be whatever. This defies even the schools of magic and the traditional sense. These things are... I can't even fathom what they are. Let's keep them away from Asti. That I completely agree with. Um... I would say, yeah, let's... You... Glenscale never asked us to look for crystals with pure energy in them, so I have nothing against keeping them from him either. Um, I do think we should be very careful with them. I definitely agree. But I'm very curious about them, so... I'm just wondering, you know, if we used one, could we test it on one of these guys... But if we use it and it works, is it a one-time use thing? Like, can we take it back? I don't think we could re-extrapolate re it. It's, it's like taking metal and turning it into a watch, right? You could... Mm, you can't just turn it back to the... Well, you could melt it down, turn it back to the metal, but... You it's know. not... Right. I don't, I don't think we could retrieve it to create it into something quite so similar. Hmm. So, are you going to insert it into Kalen? You don't have to go the whole way. Just the tip. Just the tip. Um, <laughs> Kalen will be. Kalen will. Because he's. I mean, he's got a little bit of spells, but he's not super magic adept. He's. He's going to look at Red and be like, do you want to test this? How bad do you think we could, this could be? Like, is, could this be like, oh. Bye-bye, Kalen. You turned him into a nuke. Bye-bye you, because you're in the tiny hut. I, I, I don't 
No. That's what's interesting. I think that with the right amount of time and, and study, we could create just about anything out of it. As far as putting it in you, you could probably create something inside yourself. It's it's like creation, I think, if I understand it correctly. Creation, um, okay. So, so like... So this could, like, this is potentially what is powering me. It could be. It could be. Yes, it could be. Something of this sort. Yeah, it could be, could be life itself. I need to study more, to be honest. Okay. But I think that we could use it to enhance you in some, searching for the right words, super warforged type of way. Maybe you could create within yourself a wellspring of energy that would allow you to blast down enemies. I mean, the possibilities, I think, are, are nigh on limitless. All right. Well, I'm here for it whenever you want to experiment. So you just let me know when you feel ready. Could be fun, though. It could be. <laughs> I think you got your mic up because I couldn't hear you. Oh, I said it could be fun, but it could be. But it could be fun, though. <laughs> Do I think it would destroy him, his being, if we were insert? If we were to, yes. <laughs> Do you think that you would wreck him if you inserted it? Uh, would? No. Could? Yes. <laughs> because every time. <laughs> Comforting. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Dirty jokes aside. Um, because this is, you know, as you identified, limitless potential, anything could happen. Just like nothing could happen. So it's hard to say a definitive what would happen. Mm. Um, with just having found it, even with an hour of tinkering, this is pretty powerful stuff. It would not be surprising to you if you were to try to find a mage who spent their entire life looking at a fragment of one of these, and you have five complete ones. I think if we controlled its influence, like, say, what, what is the one thing you wish that you had? I think we could control its influence and and shape it into that. Okay. Like, we could use it to power some other form of creation that could embed upon me, or just, right. I think about this thing, you insert it, oh, I become it. Well, I, I'm telling you to tell me so I could influence the, the, oh, the, ma the mage, oh, okay. the magic, um, if that makes sense. Thing that I would want. Oh. Like, if you were in some sort of cyberpunk-type place where you could have any kind of embedded thing inside you to give you some kind of ability, what would it be? I would love to be able to fly. Do I think I could do that? Uh, I mean, you, you could probably cast the spell fly on him. There are other items that can give fly. There may be something mechanical here that can do it. Could you do it with this? Probably. How you would is going to require a bit more um, research. Can it do that? Yes. Um, I would say that with Vren's very high intellect, 
it may also be a small thing to use with such a great power. Nothing wrong with it. And sometimes doing that helps prevent power from being abused. Which is sort of like it's the power of creation, whereas you could probably buy a pair of shoes that let you fly. But, you know, do you limit the power of something else to prevent that corruption that would normally come from it? So Vren basically has this insanely powerful thing, five of them. Just, just chilling. He is inevitable. <laughs> I, so, yes, but I think we should think bigger, because we could theoretically find or get boots that allow you to fly. Oh, yes, yes. Bigger, but I think they're called winged boots, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, well, we'll maybe we should... It. Yeah. We should put a pin in it and take yeah. it offline. Come back later. I agree. I, I'll put them away. Um, I wish I had the arcane lock spell because I'd put them somewhere where I could lock them up. Um, probably probably shouldn't put those in a bag of holding. No. But I feel <laughs> like I'm not really keeping them safe on my person, though. I want to put them in a box, locked inside. Elon's going to be like, don't insert. He's going to open his smoker chest. Don't touch anything with those. Like, maybe put them in a bundle. I think if I... Um, I'm going to see if I have, like, a leather thong that I have. <laughs> By that, I mean a piece of leather. Like a boot string. I don't yuck your yums. Like a, like a necklace, like a leather thong necklace. Why does it sound so bad when I say it? If you say it's thong. <laughs> well, well, that's what it's called. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah, we're but... talking about inserting things and, yeah. you know. Wait, so he, he wants you've got to... the all-powerful dildo in your hand. you got five oh. of them. So. Right, you've got the thong, the thong, thong, thong. So he, he wants to, like, wrap it so, like, they're, they're separate. If you know what I mean, like, kind of weave them together so they're, they're one pack. Like, like think the... Uh, what do they call those? Like the, the crackers that you get that are all like woven together in like a line. No, Triscuits? Crackers. Like fire, there, there's firecrackers you can buy. They're, they're like in a... Firecrackers. Oh. All we heard was cracker. Yeah. <laughs> like, Triscuits? No, 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 no. Like firecrackers that are like woven like together. Like beans. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not Brokeback Tomb Raiders. So... So that they're kind of not right up against each other, but they but they they kind of like sit kind of together. Can he do that? Yeah, I think that between the two of you, you'd probably have a bit of like scrap cloth, so that way none of the crystals are banging on each other or scratching each other or interacting in some way, and wrap them up in cloths and then have them bound with uh, that leather thong. Um, thong, to thong, both, thong. That's right. So they look both sexy and separate. At the same time. Would it be weird if I cast alarm on your chest? I don't know. I mean, I think, are you concerned that somebody other than me or you would open my chest? I mean, you never know. My sister and I have never grown up trusting anybody. I think it would be useful. It would just take a bit of string on your chest. And that way, if it opens, it would sound, and all of us would be alerted immediately. Sure, you can do that if that makes you feel better. So he's gonna he's gonna wrap, wrap the thread 
and the bell and then tie it around his chest. <laughs> so now I'm I'm like a cat with a bell on the collar. <laughs> So I can never be stealth. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Is that possible? Yep. We are absolutely doing that. All right. So he will cast alarm on... uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Amy's going to have some questions about this. On uh, You want it? You want it, you want it, then you should put a string on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh please take inspiration for that. That was brilliant. And he's gonna he's gonna look around at the other two sleeping and you're like You know they're gonna give a lot of shit for us doing this, right? We don't need to talk to them. I have a bell on my chest. <laughs> I mean it's a yeah. tiny silver bell according to the spell description. Uh, choose door window. Do, 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 do. Sounds like someone's wearing a day collar. A tiny bell and a piece of fine silver wire are the are the components, material components. You can have the silver or the silver bell inside the chest. Yeah, we'll just hide it. We'll tuck it there in. There we go. There we go. Then your own little secret. Or just you know, he doesn't have nipples, so he just puts the bell. Now he's got a nipple. <laughs> Yeah, what do we go one sided? Just one side. Monipple? Mono nipple? Nah, he'll put it in the chest. Unipple. A unipple? Alright. So that, that takes a little while. Um we'll just we'll just be starting the well, I don't know. You you your control of time, but we'll we'll start tinkering but, on the other guys. Okay. Uh who is gonna do the primary tinkering and with what tools? I have my tinkers tools. And Caitlin would probably say, I only have cartographers, so yeah, if you have tinkerers tool and we're tinkering. You have cartographers tools too? I do. You didn't tell me you were a fellow cartographer. I did. Did you? It was, pre- it, was, it was a night like I was in and out. Oh, me okay. as player was in and out when we had the, the orb that we moved. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I vaguely I'm, remember I'm that. I'm sure it was lost. Okay. So. Bren would probably remember. I I did not. Um, yeah, he'll uh, pull out his tinker tools and okay. he'll get. Kalen uh, will get his flask of oil and start oiling the joints because he's going to know more of where some specific joints are going to be other than the normal uh, humanoid ones. So, absolutely. Uh, Bren, you can make a Tinker Tools check with advantage as Kalen is helping you. Uh, I figure you guys would start with the one that's in one piece. Yeah. Yeah. Making legs. Uh, is it under? What will be under? Uh, so the way I treat the tools is that it has to be something that would make sense with how you, how your character would interact with it. So I would think Tinker's Tools could easily be Dex or Intelligence. Depending on whether you're trying to be, you know, slip tools inside to get around, or if you're kind of calculating how it's going to be set. I think you would do it from a more calculated, like, all right, this is the pressure point here. We need to move this before we do that. Jesus. Natural 20. The 29 total. Okay. Um, 
Can I cast guidance on myself before I do it? Sure. All right. 33. <laughs> so, full disclosure, did not think this is how this was going to go. Pardon me as I fly on a seat of my pants. So, the two of you working together, you make amazing progress. You identify joints that, Vren, you weren't, you wouldn't imagine that that section should move. There's no reason that it should. Uh, but Kaylin very confidently oils it. And you guys, as you're discussing, a lot of your conversation slips into how this is similar to different parts of cartography, how you're trying to measure this out and you're going based on the distance and the altitude. Well, this piston should extend similar to how an altitude will follow this trend if there's a river here and how this cloud will fall down. And as you guys combine those things together, it takes you about 30 minutes of dedicated blank-to-the-world work. But this thing just needs some energy. And it will be fully functional. So, for the first time ever, like, Ren has, like, dirt on his hands and his face. He was, like, so engrossed in, like, his work. And, and he just, he's just, like, smiling at the end. He's like, I, I, think, I think we've done it. We just need a power source. And, and well, I know the ground in the other room, part of it was a power source. And let's put it, stand it up. The, I think the floor in certain areas are a source of power. I, I don't know if it's this area, but I mean, we couldn't hurt just to stand it up on the floor. I think most of the charging pads, he's going to assume that they looked and probably saw some sort of connection point on the feet. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Kaylin, now, Ren is tied to the dome, but you are not. Mm -hmm. uh, as you go through and you try tile by tile, nothing in this room seems to match. Okay. But as you're moving it around, it's almost like you can feel some of the rotors are shifting in the bot that you're carrying, or the Warforged that you're carrying. So it's become much easier to carry. It almost feels like it's lighter. Like instead of just being dead weight, it's like a person that's kind of holding on to you as you're going. It's not, you know, responding to anything just in case because you kind of like double check once or twice. But it's almost like it's just an automatic response that is significantly easier to carry around right now. Okay. I was just seeing if Ren was going to forget and just like walk out because he's so excited. <laughs> But just as he's about to leave, he's like, oh. All right, I, I, I got to stand here. We got oh, 30 that's minutes. all right. Um, let me see here. I don't know if this will work, but oh, wait, we did. You said it, we were able to successfully take a long rest, right? Okay, let me just I'm going to mark that real quick so I don't forget. Take long rest. Yeah, sorry, right. Everyone, please make sure to take a long rest. Uh, be careful in D&D Beyond, sometimes it resets your max hit points, so just take a look at what your max are supposed to be before you take the long rest. This may be a... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, he's. it might be a waste, but he hasn't used it yet. He's going to... Caitlin's going to use Lay on Hands 
for five points and see if that is what helps power it up? Or would he think that it, it in fact, needs power versus health? With the if work, it's a waste, I'll, I'll take the waste. It's, it's fine. With the work that's been done on it, I'll leave it up to you whether or not you decide to do so, but you feel like it needs energy, not that it's damaged. Because okay. you guys have repaired and replaced. And then, like, it's kind of at this point is when you realize that you cannibalized quite a few parts off of the other one. That's what I was figuring we were going to do. Yep. And it was like, oh, whoops, it's probably fine. But this one's in much better shape. Uh, yep. You could still try to lay on hands if you choose, but right now your feeling is energy less uh, health. Okay. Then he, he wouldn't do that. Um, he'll just kind of carry it with us right now and he'll he'll talk to Brandon and be like I, I think we just need to wait until we get to a source of energy this floor doesn't seem to I don't want to go back in the other room I know there were charging panels there so I'm going to assume there are in other places so maybe we'll be able to find one perhaps when we go to level 3 or through the VIP section so or when Root wakes up she was able to redirect energy she could. She did. If we get some lightning, we could. We very well could. She just wait, wait patiently for her to wake up now. We're just like <laughs> sitting over her, staring at her. Uh, 30 minutes go by. Root, uh, you gently lift your wing off of your face, having given yourself that nice little cover. And there are four eyes very intently staring at you. Hi. Morning. Why do you have a bell? What did I miss? I don't have a bell. I don't know what you're talking about. It is inside my chest. You might see a silver wire go across my chest, but that is it. Why are you belling? <laughs> Somewhere Asty goes brain. <laughs> um, I, I match Asty. <laughs> we need to know if you can redirect energy again. You see, Bren's like all like his hair's disheveled. He's got like a smudge of like oil and dirt in his face. His hands have oil on them. Um, I did that when I got hit with lightning. So if I got hit with lightning again, probably. Do we have a way to electrocute? Wait a minute. There was something back in one of those rooms where if we tripped it, that's way far back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's like entrance level. Nobody has a scroll of conjure lightning? No. I don't we have, we have no scrolls. I right. can call lightning. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I have a scroll of dragon's breath. I don't know what that does. Uh does that conjure lightning? You can. Uh you can choose lightning as one of the Breath attacks of Dragon's Breath, but you know, having the scroll of it, it might be beneficial to have the material so that you can actually inscribe it into your spell book. But I don't want to tell you what to do with your character. All right, we're gonna to have to continue looking on. We'll have I, to find. I, Go ahead. I think I think we'll find another area where we can get some power. I, I from what I saw when I went through the maps and the internal wiring and the programming of this building. There will be some areas where we can get some power. And we should have... a level three access is really where we need to go, I think, for that. 
and Caitlin, now that you bring that up, like it immediately pops back into your mind, like this grid layout and within the VIP access is a charging facility. VIP. But it's also the same spot that has the level three access. VIP entrance and level three entrance are the same area. Yeah. Level three access is after the, or is in the same area as the VIP entrance. Entrance. Okay. Level three access. Okay. okay. Sister, come. We must go. Hmm? Brother, what happened to you? They want to electrocute me. No. Did someone no, electrocute no, 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 you, no. brother? You're covered in dirt. Are you feeling okay? I. I pressed it to detain. I sorry. I got beside myself. We have given life to one of one of Kalen's brethren. Or we've nearly fully restored this fellow Warforged, and now we just need a source to power it. And uh, Root, we were not looking to electrocute you. We just forgot that you had to get electrocuted first to be able to redirect it. So that's all we were aiming for. That's... No harm. We we don't want any harm to come to you. That's fantastic. I have no idea what will happen once we repower it, but I'm hoping it could be friend. Or a sidekick. I have confidence in your Warforge abilities. Well, actually, it was mostly your brother. I mean, like, to communicate with it. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you meant the restoration. Yeah. No, no, no. You did, did a great job. No, that it was teamwork. Fantastic. It was teamwork. He showed me things I never thought I'd see before. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go off that. Um, Sounds kinky. Uh, I'm proud of both of you. My mind immediately went there as well. Root. Root, you... are you ready? Do you need more of that sleep you do? I'm good. Let's uh, get so it. No. Quickly, to the VIP area, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> You all do know where the VIP room is. Uh, you all were stopped by that door. Do, 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 do. Yep. You found it right away. Bren, uh, you practically skipped past the bodies, including the Umber Hulk currently in half a hole. Because uh, you can't have half a hole. It's just either a shallow hole or it's a deep hole. All right. So in a relatively shallow hole where you guys left it, uh, it has definitely begun to rot, and the smell coming out of the other room is horrendous. Bits of sulfur and... Oh yeah. Those are rotting eggs. Oh. Uh, by the way, Root, do you have access to... or Are you able to move your character? Because I know I messed with some stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, whoa, first... whoa. What happened there? <laughs> Gert just that. grew as he moved. <laughs> happening and got excited <laughs> and for more smut just like this check out emotions and potions available wherever podcasts are available to you thanks <laughs> shout out all right so you come up to the vip door um it is a simple black door just says vip on it no handle Kill's gonna try and look at the signs again. I remember there were some signs around the level three. What, what did they say again? Uh, when you're facing the VIP door to your right, it says level three access required. Uh, please see front desk. 
directly ahead of you, it says VIP access only. Uh, please see host. Okay. And he's going to just kind of look around again to see if there was an area that was labeled front desk or reception, admin, whatever. Um, he's, he's looking for the ticket counter. Got it. Uh, since gaining the ability to read this language, you don't remember seeing any? Okay. Um, it's possible it just came before. Hard to say. Okay. Uh, Ren, who are you beating with that staff? Oh, that's weird that it did that. Um, I was recharging my staff. Oh, okay. I'm assuming I've never recharged it since I got it. That it's been, I don't know how close it is to dawn or, or whatnot. Yeah, we'll just pretty end a long rest while you're in an underground area. I personally don't want to keep track of the hours, so okay. So yeah, that was that was just his a uh, recharge. Cool. Um. Uh, so, Kaylin, you guys are all in front of this VIP door. He'll just try and open it. Uh, you reach your hand out to it, and as soon as you touch uh, across your HUD, you just see VIP access confirmed, and the door slides open effortlessly. Okay. All right. Where's my reveal? Revelio. Lumos. So as soon as you open up the door, you see that there is another level three access door to your right. And then going ahead, you can see that there's the remains of some other display. Uh, it looks like a couple of small pedestals that just crumbled to dust over time. Uh, and there's another hallway that leads further in. Okay. Before continuing on, he's like, let me check something real quick, guys. I don't, I'm, I don't think we need to go down there, but he's going to Touch the level three access door. Uh, across your HUD, you get an error message. Level three access required. Okay. That's what I thought. I just... All right. He's going to say, uh, we can keep going down this way, guys. Do you need another door to be painted? No, I'll be able to get access to this door. I think we... we're going to want access to this door because I feel like things behind it are going to require a certain level of admin rights, and I would hate to get in there and then not be able to do anything. I don't understand what you're saying, but... I oh, it's... Sorry, it's part of the language that's here. Okay. I trust that it makes sense to you. Basically, you gotta have a certain badge to use certain things. And I would okay. hate to get to the power sources and then go, oh, can't use them because I didn't get the badge. Right, it's, it's like rank, right? It's like mm -hmm. you're a duke yeah. or a count or... Do they have ranks where you are, Root? Yes. Is your family? Yes. <laughs> what? What would you? Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, Ken was trying to hide his face. <laughs> oh. Um, uh oh. <laughs> was not eating my mustache. <laughs> hey, I got my hand over. You don't know that. I know you well enough, Ken. <laughs> I've lost what we were talking about, Root. Um. Ranks. ranks. If they have rank ranks. where she's from. Yes, yes. So so what what can you just give me I know we're busy and it's very exciting, 
but I just need to know what type of ranks did you have? I had none. I should have had some, but um, I was kind of banished from both sides, so I didn't get all the lessons. Well, if ever we retain our tower, I think you would make a great count. Count root. That's all I have to say about that. I'll take it. Forest Wren. CBDR. Uh, <laughs> so, Root, I would say that you probably are familiar with some Aarakocra, um culture that you would have, like a chieftain, landowning warriors, um, warriors within a family, um, merchant classes, and then peasant classes. But that's kind of it. A lot of the finer details of the aristocracy within Aarakocra are a little bit blurred. And then some of it is, well, how much of this is actually Aarakocra? How much of this is Elvish? Uh, But knowing that Chieftain tends to be the highest Aarakocra is, I think, within reason. All right. So you guys have this first room. Is anyone moving forward? Caitlin, I think you should be the first to enter as it is your area. All right. He'll go ahead, El. Okay. So far, uh, with your angle, that's kind of, you still see the same room you're currently in. He's going to turn around. Is anybody following, or are they all just kind of... Okay, everybody comes in. All right. right. We we could send uh, Scarlet ahead. She's pretty good at looking around without being seen. Yeah. Or Barnabas, right? We could send Barnabas, that's true. Not sure if that tires you out too much to send him, though. Oh, no, no. Can we say that I resummoned him? Because I forgot to say that. Yes, absolutely. There's more than enough time. Are you sending Barnabas? No, no, no. I I would prefer you to go, sister. I'm going to stealth. Oh, sorry. I was trying to put my my key back on and forgot I was still clicked on it. I was like, whoa, where are you going? Look through the wall. I'm so excited, guys. All right, Scarlet, as you slink along the walls, uh, you can see that there are three more lavish sarcophagi across the right side, each one having these beautiful old red and gold rugs of some sort that kind of skirt around them uh, the the amount of skill that would have been necessary to twist in the gold fibers would have been immense uh, the sarcophagi themselves are pristine uh, beautiful white you would assume marble but you don't see any discoloration there's no inclusions it is just perfect white cold stone um, carved into the surface are three people, and then one is larger on each one that is different from the others. Um, for all three, like they all look human, uh, either human or warforged. It's a little hard to tell, a little reminiscent of the folks in the other room, the fossilized bodies that you saw, but these have a lot more on them. 
some fancy rugs and uh looks like some more sarcophagus. Looks like maybe they're like warforged. I don't know. They're fancy looking. Oh, and there is another warforged all the way straight ahead from where you are. Currently standing in the same palms up, fingertips touching position. Uh, but this one is sleek black metal. There is no sign of rust or dust or anything on it with bright silver filigree that goes up it, giving it an almost suit-like quality to the metal. Uh, and next to it is another large statue holding the two items, uh, just the same as the other room. Kaylin, you're like this. There's like a there's like a warforged in like a black suit. He looks cool. All but he's right. like a metal black suit. I don't know. It looks cool. And he's got like a statue next to him. But there's another Warforged. You might be standing on one of those things that we were looking for. I oh. think that's exactly what's going on. Perfect. We can dump that guy off and put our guy on. But he's fancy looking. He's got a suit on. Yeah, but we created the other one. He's like our child. Mm, fair enough. All right, I'll sneak into the room. Are you okay over there? Me? Yes, I just I realized something. That I'm, I have also backed myself into a corner. Okay. You'll see in a second. Damn it. All right, let's pull them off. Caleb, let's swap. Oh, we're just, we're just, okay. All right. (laughs) I will cast, okay. I will cast uh, mage armor on myself. Mage armor. Just to pull off a guy, protection is important. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So who is doing what in what order? So I know what to, to deal with. Uh, I'm going to stand back and tell him to do that. <laughs> Can't do it. See how it is. Okay. He's going to lean their new friend against the wall. And he's going to try and grab this guy and move. Okay. All right. So you're going to interact with the. Warforged gentleman, uh, Scarlet, are you interacting with anything? Um, kind of like the carpet. Okay, what would you like to do? do the How big are the great? carpets? Can I take one? Uh, they are five. <laughs> fancy, by I want to take one. <laughs> They're five by 15 feet. Oh, do we have a bag of holding? Not with uh, us, not with Damn you. It. Gonna carry out a bolt of of carpet, but it would look really cool on my ship in my captain's quarters. Um, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. I realize that. I'm just gonna investigate or like look for anything valuable without having to open any sarcophagus because that seems like a bad idea. And give me an investigation check. Uh, Root, what are you doing? I just want to peruse the safety of the room from afar. Just okay, kind so of trying to perceive, like you know, perception, like see if I can. Does this seem fishy? Go ahead and give me a perception check, uh, Scarlet. As you're looking about, you can see that all of the sarcophagi lid are hovering just ever so slightly above the rim of each sarcophagus itself. Similar to how they were in the other room, but much, much thinner gap. Seems a little sketch. Um, 
They're not moving or lighting up or anything, right? Yet. Nope. Alright, I'm just gonna keep an eye on it. Okay. Uh and root, as far as danger goes, the warforge at the end of the hall and the giant statue are immediately concerning. Um the sarcophagi. It's a little bit of a gamble, but you're fairly certain that as long as no one tries to do anything sketchy, it probably won't have anything bad happen. Proceed with caution. Remember the last room we had with Big Warforge and Sarcophagi. <laughs> oh, yes, we have no intentions to steal anything from these Sarcophagi. I just need to use the charging plate that's underneath this one. Okay. okay. Go forth and so- conquer, friends. Thank you. Kaylin, as you reach to go grab and lift the Warforged off of that charging plate, you immediately make a connection with it. Uh, It is very... It is a cold personality. Very formal. Very rigid. Um, Inquire level of access. Level 3. Provide VIP access. Um, he would kind of give his palm. Access accepted. Accepted. Insufficient. Requires orientation for host and accompanies host. Where is orientation? Acknowledged. Level 3 access connected to VIP access room. And then you get an image of the door, but it's well lit, it's bright and clean, and it's the door that you saw when you first went into this room, not the one outside of it. Okay, so the one I tried and got the error. Yeah. Okay. Um, no access when attempting to enter orientation. Advice. VIP access will be locked until orientation is completed. You may access level 3 to access orientation immediately following VIP access restored. Acknowledged. Confirmed. Have a nice day. And then like that connection blinks and then you are grabbing hold of it. Yep. Lift and scoot. Yep. Got it. All right. Uh, You place the other one down, and you can immediately see a glow under its feet. It is this light, sort of lime green glow. Uh, And while you're connected to it, you can kind of see it almost like it's lighting up across its body, starting from the floor up, and you watch it slowly creep up to the ankles and still very slowly going. Um... He's going to just, alright, this one's charging up here. Um, He's not even caring about the sarcophagi right now. He's going to try and run back to um, the level 3 door and try it again, but he's going to try and use it, the one where that palm is embedded, the thing that he got from the other Warforged, again on that door. Got it. Root, you're actually the first to notice that as soon as Kalen steps away from the Warforge and starts to move it off the plate, the VIP door closes. I think that one was our ticket to VIP. 
Oh, I think uh, I just had a conversation with the other one I moved. It says VIP access will be restored once we go through level three orientation. And I think we have to go to this level three door to get orientation. And once we complete it, we'll restore our access. Should we carry the black one with us? The one we took off the charging plate? Yeah, we can. Sure. If it'll let us. Okay. Uh, as you go to grab it to lift it up, you get another connection. Notice. Unit no longer receiving power. Time limited. Advise. Acknowledged. Mm. You could actually put it back down a bit. Mm. No, we don't need to take it with us. Uh, well, that's your intent. Oh, yeah. It didn't let go. Okay. So the connection remains for a moment. You're just like, require escort to level three orientation access required. Yes. Acknowledged. Follow. Uh, and then you both let go of each other. From everyone else's point of view, you guys, like, you know, you grabbed it, it grabbed you, you both let go, and then it started walking ahead of you. Orientation's this way, guys. Well, that, well, that makes it easier. You don't even have to carry it. Nope. <clears throat> We'll come back and check out the sarcophagi and check on our buddy that's charging later, but we have to complete this orientation. Alrighty. Alright, so this next part is pretty much cutscene, so bear with me, but the plan is to kind of end here for the night. Okay. Um, Alright. So the Warforge gestures to you all to enter the room, uh, which, Kalen, as soon as you put your hand on it, the door opens. He'll go through. Hmm? Hello. It's me. Those gold chests? Are you in there? Oh, you are in there. Is everybody in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a thing blocking half my screen, so I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the door slides shut behind you. At a quick glance, as you enter the room, the room is a little dusty, but it's far cleaner than the rest of the structure has been. Even when the other room was cleaning itself, it was still dirty and worn. The floor in here is pretty immaculate. It appears to be the same sandstone as the rest of the structure, but is almost matte in appearance. Like if it had an old varnish, that might have still remained. In the center of the room is a large black marble circle, polished and smooth and inlaid with a delicate gold filigree. Not what you see in Rule 20, because that's, that's, that's a bit of a mess. That's pretty delicate. Yeah. <laughs> delicate, like a toddler with a hammer. Um, <laughs> but you can see that this filigree just dances across the surface, almost like it floats within whatever varnish maybe had held it in place. So, so it's uh, like a black onyx gigantic stone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like part of the floor is this black marble with gold filigree throughout. Um, looking at it a little bit closer, especially for Vren and Kalen, who have studied the orb from the previous gold statue, because it reminded you of some of the other things. A lot of these swirls seem very reminiscent of that. Okay. Um, and for Root and Scarlet, actually, both of you would see this and 
Yes, it reminds you of the orb, but it also kind of reminds you both of fire swirling within a small area. Uh, is it a sphere, or is it just like a plating on the floor? It's a flat disc on the floor, but the way the filigree is embedded in, it appears to swirl within three dimensions. Um, okay. But for Scarlet and... For Scarlet, sorry, it's sort of like a, a fire at sea. You know, it's this concerning thing. It's trapped in a room, and you can see through a porthole. As soon as you open the door, it's going to roll out towards you um, in this terrible blowback. Uh, Root, you've seen fire elementals that can that have danced along in a similar way, but far more confined and oddly beautiful. Caitlin, it looks like there's fire underneath there. Like, we're all going to be consumed by it. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried. This is just orientation. Oh, and I'm going to assume, Kalen, that you translate everything. If you yeah. don't, let me know. Um, but as the door closes behind you and you all have taken in what you see, uh, a delicate sort of chime plays. Not quite as delicate as Asti when she's happy, but a little bit more melodic. Kalen, mm-hmm. you hear, welcome. Level 3 personnel, please step upon the dais for the introduction before continuing downward. We can go ahead and step on the this thing. This is gonna this is where we're gonna be receiving the orientation. Whoa. Ooh, I like that. Yes, that's what it should look like. Pretty. Dude, that's fantastic. Ryan, you are like insanely good at finding pictures for these things or generating them. I don't know. It's AI. It's generated. Well, damn. I put giant black marble disc with swirling gold filigree. And AI is tripping. God damn. Oh. So Root and Vren, looks like you guys aren't quite willing to jump on the dais. Is that correct? Nope. I was typing in your description. (laughs) Oh, apologies. Sorry. (laughs) Alright, I'm trusting you. Yeah. I'm oh, the, the, the there's fire energy here. I'm holding my reaction to jump off if uh something goes wrong. But you can Maybe. absorb it, right? Can you absorb it? Um let's see if that's one I can absorb. Yep, I can. Oh. So as you all stand upon this dais, you can kinda of look around the room and you see that there's a bunch of like pinholes in the wall, similar to the orb, uh, and little glints of light kind of give you the hint that maybe there's some sort of glass or gemstone or something embedded in. Uh, but once you all have stepped on the dais, the doors slide closed with a hiss, and then a whirr can be heard in the walls as a breeze begins to blow through. Uh, the air is clean, but smells a bit off. Uh, sort of an alchemical tinge, green wine like sterility of a wealthy medical facility or some sort of cleaning chemical. Um, then the rim of the dais begins to lift up the gold, one of the gold filigree bits rising as sort of a banister. Uh, and it stops at roughly weight height on Kalen. So for everyone else, it's varied. Um, but if you reach out and touch it, it is smooth and cool to the touch uh, and feels very solid. 
even though it just rose up gently. Um, there is also a mild underglow with this, uh, a soft white light, so that you can find this banister, even if you're looking up at the corners of the walls, you can look back down and immediately find the banister to grab if you need to. Um, lights overhead flicker and falter and then eventually fade away. Um, after a moment, pinholes in the wall begin to light up. And you can just kind of see these little points of light lighting up all around you until they all finally fill. And then the space around you explodes in design. A field of evenly spaced stars twinkling in the night. While this happens, as the lights themselves shift and dance out of the walls and into this space, uh, a voiceover is playing. The light patterns are spraying across the air, and they light up these dust swirls into what appears to be solid creatures and things of light. Uh, the pictures move and interact as the presentation goes through. Uh, Ren, it's very similar to a lot of the major illusion magics you've seen in school, but it's a little bit off because major illusion can be made to look exactly like the thing. This, you can still tell that you're not looking at the actual creature. There, there's a little bit of transparency to it. There's a little bit of dust moat to the image, no matter how well it's constructed. So it's not quite as perfect as magic, but it conveys movement and life in a way that only the most experienced illusionist can typically pull off. Uh, Do I know what the voice is saying? You will once Caitlin uh, translates it. So, and the voiceover changes periodically. It'll switch between a male and a female figure. Uh, and the language itself is that same weird, ancient, broken bit that Kalen is familiar with. Yeah, and Kalen, you're picking up that there is some sort of dialectic difference between the two. Like, it's, it's subtle, but it's, it's definitely there. But again, this is a brand new language for you. Um... A little hard to exactly pinpoint, like, ah, this is from this area, kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Anybody want to check or interact with anything before I go through this wall of monologue? Gonna check for traps. Okay. Trust us. <laughs> go ahead and make an investigation or perception check. Caleb's just enjoying it. He's just looking at the beautiful thing and he's like, man, this is cool. 28. Technology. Uh, with a 28, you do not see any traps, but you do see that the golden things around the room will probably be able to be accessed at the end of the presentation fairly easily. And you might even be able to sneak to a corner before anyone notices, as long as this banister isn't there. Something about it feels like you should stay within the confines. I will stay within the confines. I don't trust this. I don't trust that things aren't going to jump out. And I don't know. And I'm like in like a crouched <laughs> stick. Yeah, you were ready to attack. Uh, it doesn't take long because like everybody else can kind of pick up on that energy. But you all begin to kind of realize as these images move and dance around you, you have to kind of catch yourself a few times to prevent vertigo from kicking in. And you're like, oh, that's why it's here. So it's less so a danger and more so a... 
Um, so the voice uh, and meta wise, it's slightly English, which I can't do. So you just have to bear with me. Uh, welcome and congratulations on your level three clearance. And the dust swirls, and you see rows of people in lab coats, all humans, um, various facial features and hair designs, bits of metal that are attached to them, similar to what you saw in the fossilized people, but all in these white long coats, uh, similar to what you would see modern mages wear as part of research. Uh, but they're all standing and <clears throat> clapping and sort of appear to be cheering you on very quietly. Um, the reviews and the tests were intentionally difficult, and the third equation was unsolvable. So please rest easy. Your skills, creativity, and love of history that originally brought you here have finally paid off. While the salary is certainly nice... And you all see rows of numbers. Everywhere that you look, the image shifts to accommodate you. But you'll see someone in a lab coat with numbers over their head. It'll just be whichever one you're focusing on at the moment. And those numbers will just start increasing rapidly. And the person looks up and just looks shocked. It's the amazing research and access to the forbidden technology. And then the image shifts again. And you see a group of warforged. A lot of them with odd shapes. They're not strictly humanoid. But they're all holding different items that are being scanned over. Almost as if you were flying above them. There's access to this forbidden technology that all your real rewards. And then you get a male voice jumps in. As you will have already received and signed your non-disclosure agreements... And you see a, a man with a short beard holds his fingers to his mouth in sort of a shush gesture. It goes without saying that all of this is classified at the highest level as ordered by the Founder Spirit. Any disclosure or discussion of any materials within is punishable by death. And a massive skull pops out of the bearded man's face, eyes glowing in this silent scream as the canines begin to extend, rushing towards you. Up to relinquishment of body to further the processing power of the facility. Uh, and another flyover as the skull whips past you and you see brains in jars with the eyes still attached. Each pair of eyes as you roll over, gazes up at you, watching silently. I don't think I like this place. I don't like it. They rip people out of their bodies. Kaylin, you are a person ripped out of their bodies. I... I... No. I don't think I am. I think this is just scare tactic to just not tell anything that we see here, but... We didn't sign anything. It's old. What if it we tell Glint Scale? We'll, we'll be fine. It doesn't matter anymore. This is like orientation, like a job orientation. We're not actually hired. They'll be okay. The Founders and the Founders Spirit Organization believe that you must have some context before continuing below. We will skip the basic history for now, as that is well understood, and books fly overhead like a flock of birds, each one marked with the word history in that ancient language. 
Many of the writings left behind indicate that the ancients lived in a time when all magic was understood and managed through precise means. And you see more uh, humans of various sizes and metal attachments interacting quite peacefully, actually. Uh, they're gesturing towards minor illusion-like images within their palms, different equipment that are on tables. Exact numbers dictating the nature of the world and cosmos around us, sequestering all the gods' domains into finite cubes. And you see humans in flowing robes and long hairs are squished into these transparent boxes. The edges of each of these are scrolling numbers. The fall of the ancients and the rise of the flowing magic we know today must have had some overlap, but we have not found it yet. We hope you will be able to help us understand how the mother's light star and the sky opens above you to thousands of points of light, swirling ribbons of stars and a burst of a supernova. And then a yellow square outlines one section. Another big yellow arrow points to one star in particular. And all of you recognize it sort of as the open hand constellation. Um, very much so associated with the Silver Mother. But it's a little bit messy, like the stars aren't in quite the right place, but they're pretty close. The end of the ancients, and you see a tower gets struck by lightning and then begin to collapse, uh, folding the top part of it almost like an umbrella, collapsing upside down. And the star field begins to fade away. In the beginning of all the flow of all... And then all the images stop as if they've been sliced through in several pieces and slid across, stuck and shifting back and forth in that broken way. And a new voice pops up. All right, stop the presentation. This is Founder Spirit 01. This might have been fine before, but we need to get it together. This is wartime, not playtime. You are here to find a way to win this war quickly before everything else collapses. We do not give two shits about the history. You need to get in there, get the facility under control, and get it working under our command. We want full access to control and replicate these... Uh, and the presentation rewinds and zips back to where you see the different Warforged holding the random items, and then a big sloppy red circle slowly draws itself around a group. Uh, and for this section, it's only in one spot instead of focusing to your point of view. So then you have to shift your eyes to look at it. But it's, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious. Um, and find out how they made and used those weapons. And there's a bunch of real sloppy arrows that point to a bunch of random things. And a couple of times it's not even pointing at a Warforged. It's just like space in between them. This peaceful bot hypothesis is shit. And we need those weapons. Get to it, or they will. Uh, the presentation then switches and goes through this sickening swirl of colors and images rapidly scrolling through, assaulting your eyes and ears. Uh, I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Rude. <laughs> I'm not even sure how this is going to work for one of you. Uh, I die. You hold on to the banister and like you kind of like look down and focus on a little bit that's not well, going mad, and you're like, okay, cool. 
Scarlet and Root. You emit a Technicolor yawn. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are instantly nauseated and lose control of your stomach during that time. It is uncomfortable, unpleasant, and um, takes you a minute to get oriented back normally and holding onto the banister for dear life. I don't like this. Make I'm it already, stop. Like, I'm already squatting down, so I'm like, hold down to the ground, and I like grab the banister and like, vomit over the edge, and I'm just like... <laughs> That smell is not helping. No. He's gonna he's gonna look at Scarlet. Get your sea legs back. Come on. Uh, Caitlin, you may try. However, you also failed. Yeah. So um he's thinking he's talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> um and like in your mind you're like, Scarlet, get your and then just your vision begins to crackle and distort as these different red, green, and blue squares just assault your eyes. And it's disorienting, and you almost wish you could throw up, since you know what it is, and you see what they're doing, and how they feel better afterwards. You know what? Maybe I could try that? Nope, I can't try that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, after a moment, passes and the images continue to swirl and then it stops with a click and the image adjusts back to the opening scene of humans clapping but now there are more of them so it's almost like it's been duplicated let's find out if the mother's light is dimmer now for a reason or if it was brighter for the ancients and is only stable now we appreciate your time and we look forward to the wonderful advancements we know you'll discover here. Please follow your handler or host to the left and continue to your new work assignment. Welcome aboard. Uh, the lights begin to brighten. The room lights up. Uh, a few of the lights go back out. The banister lowers, and once it has lowered all the way, the door opens. You... Dylan's going to forget to let go of the banister because he's still... So, uh, taking a moment to kind of steady yourself, the nice, relatively cool air has been assaulted by this blast of heat and stench of the structure that you all had forgotten after having been stuck inside the dungeon for so long. Uh, but you guys can either loot and we'll end it after that, or we can end it here. Loot. Loot, loot. Loot. Sure, we can loot. Got it. I cleaned my sister up. All right, uh, everyone, roll a d twenty for me, please. Thanks. Thanks, brother. It was that was rough. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Scarlet, please roll a d one hundred. Okay. All right, uh, Vren, please roll two d four, and Kaylin, please roll one d four. It's our salaries. No. <laughs> uh, so one dollar, one dollar, dollar. Uh, you find three art objects. Uh, you find a rolled-up painting uh, and two small statues, each worth two hundred fifty gold. That's all of us. 
so in this room, there are three art artifacts that you picked up. Okay. Are you writing that down? Scarlet? Yeah, three art objects, three small statues worth 250 gold. Each? Yeah, each item is worth 250 gold. Uh, and then, Root, I need you to roll a d100 twice for me, please. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. Another 61. <laughs> That's crazy. Twice. Yay! Okay. Uh, you find a potion of growth. Big daddy root. <laughs> big, big. <laughs> that is the perfect one for BD Artifact. 100%. So I'm just going to ask you, would that be big, big daddy root? Or would it be big daddy root? Bigger daddy. <laughs> Bigger daddy. All right. We'll ask repair. Yeah. Or do I now get upgraded to father? <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, because BFR could be taken one of two different ways. <laughs> big father root or big fucking root. <laughs> Which, I guess, with the potion of growth, both are accurate. <laughs> big father root. Oops. Uh, all right, and then the other item you find is a level three spell scroll of Shardalon's Stride. Um, bonus action to cast. It is an artificer, ranger, sorcerer, wizard spell. Billowing flames of a dragon blast out from your feet, granting you explosive speed, and for the duration, your speed increases by 20 feet, and moving does not provoke opportunity attacks. When Mufu... When with moving five feet of a creature or an object that isn't being worn or carried, it takes 1d6 fire damage from your trail of heat. A creature or object can take this damage only once during a turn. Nope. And it is possible to upcast. Uh, so, it's a good little getaway. Burst of flame. Sounds like something for a good spell book. It is indeed. I think I'm missing something. Yeah, brother. I think you might know how to read this. Oh, yes. Charlotte. Sounds fantastic. If that's all right with everyone else, of course. Go for it. Yeah. Like the spells. I can transcribe it. Okay. And then uh, one more time for me, Scarlet, if you would roll a d100. 68. That's going to be like 61. <laughs> yeah, and you also find 70 gold. 70. What you mean was I found 35 gold. <laughs> right, you found 35 gold. Um, which, you know, after taxes, you've got about 25 gold that you found. Perfect. Minus finder's fee. Naturally. Uh, so the party owes you five gold. <laughs> Each. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. You all have done a fair amount. We will come back to this little room next time. Uh, and we will see where you guys go. Maybe we'll check in on our friendly recharge-a-bot. <laughs> Maybe you guys will leave them behind, move downstairs. Who knows? Maybe you'll blow them up. I don't know what you guys are going to do. I assume you're going to collect them, but, you know. 
Gotta remember he's there in two weeks. I know. Uh, that's fair. Mm, that's, I why I grabbed, notes. that's why I grabbed Gurdon. Mm. Yes. Uh, he was present for all of this as well, just absolutely flabbergasted by the, the stuff and things. Mind blown completely. Oh yeah, 100%. All right, well, thank you all so much. That was quite fantastic. Um, there, yes, thank you. Yeah, yes. In the next session, there might not be any combat, depending on how you guys handle it. So you may close out most of this area now without combat because of uh, some things you guys have done. Well, so that is up to you. I'm trying to c- confuse. So a door opened back into the desert? Is that what you said? Something about, like... Oh. Uh, no, so it opened back up into the dungeon. So just the one door opened oh. back oh. up. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. But being in this room where it was comfortable and there was, like, air moving. Got it. You guys kind of forgot how nasty it is inside the dungeon because you got a chance to get out of it. Got and it. As soon as the door opened back up, it's a... Like, this blast of just, uh, it's like, oh my god, right. right? Death smells horrible. How did I forget that? And it's like, well, you've been dealing with it for potentially days. Got it. Although it probably smells better than the uh... vomit mm, that's in this room currently swirling around. Is, uh, yeah. is there any XP we need to mark or no? Absolutely. Uh, there's no combat, right? No. no. Okay. Please take eighteen hundred XP. How much did XP did we learn earn from last time? Sixteen. We're at fifty-two thousand four hundred. Okay. There we go. All right. Ah, uh, some things to think about for all of you is what kind of modifications you may. You know, this is meta. Your characters won't know this, but you will. Um, what kind of modifications or items or things that you might want for your character? Uh, do you want to have a metal arm? Do you want to have some sort of booster pack? Uh, if you can think of it in a cyberpunk-esque setting, like how Brandon pointed out earlier, uh, follow that. Let me know what you guys want to do. I am on board for so much. I will let you know if it's definitely not possible so you won't get your hopes up. Chances are it is possible. It's just whether or not everything is available at the time will differ. But if it's like, I want to become a nuke, let's try to figure out something else for that. Elon might already be one. Aside from choices you guys make during the game. <laughs> if electrocuted and it just explodes and annihilates us and half the desert. Mm-hmm. Or, or he just turns into a bowl of petunias and thinks, not again. <laughs> they'll All just right. set it off and they'll just zoom out. You'll just see like the world from space. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you for joining Thanks, us on Whiskey in the Stream. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Night. Good night.